Hello again. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash, the UK Geek Show. This is episode 309, recorded on Friday the 3rd of April 2020 at 001827. Yes, hello. Another show. Today, it's just the general geek hangout show where... I talk about the week's geekly activities. I don't actually have too much to talk about this week. I just thought it would be nice to check in with the listeners and just really chill. (laughs) I've been thinking about some good things about the so-called Corona Apocalypse. Well, for a start, it's not really an apocalypse, but it sounds more dramatic and funny to describe it that way. But it is a disaster, although not everything is bad, is it? With all this stuff going on, I suppose we're seeing what our friends are really like and who are our true friends and discovering that it appears to be every man for himself out there. At least... With the general public, which all seems rather diabolical, and now I'm starting to think maybe I shouldn't have led with that in the first place. Hmm. But yeah, it's not actually an apocalypse. I already said that. Oh, look, let's just move on to a different item. Sorry. I'm not sure what got me to talk about this stuff in the first place. Let me think about this for a moment. Oh yeah, there have been numerous reports that pollution has been down and there has definitely, definitely been a lot less traffic on the roads. I know because I live very near to a major road and I can see how heavy the traffic is from my room, which is at the top of a wizarding tower. No, it's not at the top of a wizarding tower, but I've got a view downwards towards that road. But how cool would that have been if my room was in a wizarding tower? Hmm. Where were we? Yeah, I was just trying to think of some positive things. Hmm, yeah. Not really sure. I can talk about one more negative thing, though. Do you remember in... I think it was either the last or the one before the last virus diary entries, I talked about how some people were completely ignoring the distancing rule. And both those people were joggers, the two people that I saw. Apparently that's a thing. I saw something in various news outlets talking about this over the past few days. I did a Google search earlier today and then I tweeted my Google search. So it's not just me, it's not just my own weird paranoia. If you're a jogger, if you're out there, sure, keep fit, but please, please try and remember that distancing rule. You don't want to be the cause of someone else's death. Yeah, hmm. I've been also thinking about the virus diary. Do I want to continue doing that? I'm not so sure that I want it to exclusively be a virus diary. I think it's better that I talk about other things that will keep me more cheerful and 
other people out there more cheerful than just dwelling on the depressing. Talk about that. Today was a bit of a difficult day. Again, three adults sharing a home after we haven't really done that in a decade. (laughs) More than that, actually. More than a decade. Yeah. You can imagine. And now what? I suppose it's time to get on with the rest of the show. Although there isn't that much, so I'm going to have to add a few things to keep it interesting. I could talk about Picard. Yes, let's talk about Picard. First of all, let's get the big thing out of the way right at the beginning. And there are going to be spoilers. Well, there's not really going to be spoilers. There's going to be one whopping great spoiler. So if you haven't seen Picard yet, maybe tune out and then come back to this podcast some other time. You have been warned. Three, two, one. We have spoiler ignition. Okay, let's start off back with the last Terminator film, when my reaction to a quite big reveal was, John Connor's a robot? Okay, with Picard it wasn't quite that surprising, but it's gotta be said, Picard's a robot? Everyone's a Robot, 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 robot. Really? (sighs) Okay, look, overall, I enjoyed the show, but it was mainly for the nostalgia of seeing old friends again. Friends like Picard, Riker, Troy, Seven, Data etc. Just in case I missed out anyone. I can't really remember. Was there anyone else from the old show that was in this? That doesn't really matter. I also really like Patrick Stewart, both for this Shakespeare sonnet thing that he's doing right now at a time of massive national and international crisis, but also as an actor. Ever since I saw him play Leodegrantz in John Borman's Excalibur. King Leodegrantz of Cameliard is Guinevere's father. And ever since that very, very likeable portrayal of that character, I've always liked him. He's definitely had that kind of theatrical thing about him, although I've never seen him in a stage play. I have seen quite a few stage plays before, and a couple of those have been Shakespeare, and I think he's done quite a lot of work, along with his colleague Ian McKellen in the theatre, and almost certainly some Shakespeare. Did he also do Waiting for Godot? Uh, I can't remember. Not important. Anyway, good actor. And I've known of him for a long time. Oh, also in Dune, the big giant flop movie. Remember that? He was Gurney Halleck. So yeah, I've seen him lots in TV, his versatile actor, and he just seems to be a likeable chap. And it's for those reasons, really that I'm not going to look too hard at the content. 
I will say this, though. It was mostly average. Although, I will say in its favour, it was very beautiful to look at. But there you are. I enjoyed Star Trek Picard. Stuart has been making noises that it might be back. I'm not so sure about that. I think it worked well as a single series. I don't know if it'll be back. But yeah, I enjoyed it. And yeah, it was good to see all those people, the characters and the actors themselves back. Gave me a nice, fuzzy, warm feeling, which is what we really need right now. Next, I saw the first episode of Amazing Stories, that Steven Spielberg's show, which is a reboot of the 1980s show of 50s-style comic book tales of strangeness. The first episode about time travel, which really isn't giving too much away, is pleasant but hardly original, and it felt more like a family TV movie, a romance movie. In fact, I think I've seen a movie that was a TV movie, and it was a family TV movie, and I think, I'm not sure, did it star Christopher Reeve or Jeff Daniels? But it seems very similar to that movie that first episode of Amazing Stories. I don't think it's something I'll be following up on, but if you do watch it, you probably won't be disappointed. Right now, I need far stronger things to help me escape from the everyday anxieties. And that's really it for the main part of the show now. We're now into extra time. What do I call extra time? Oh, it's right in front of me, sorry. Uh, After show, yes. We're in the after show section. And random chat time. Hmm. Well, we've already done a studio tour. I suppose I could chat briefly about any changes there might have been. Although I can't really remember how much you already know. My studio is in a fairly large room for the UK. I'm not sure about how large it is for other countries, but for the UK it's quite large. Although it is stuffed with stuff. It's a rectangular room. On one side there's a hatch that goes through to the kitchen with some wooden doors that are shut. On the other side there are two double doors that lead into the dining room which are also shut. Ah, okay, one change is that I've moved a sofa into the studio. So now I was thinking it's like one of those real studios. You often see recording studios and have a little hospitality area with a sofa and a coffee table. And I don't have a coffee table or a posh leather sofa. Just a second-hand small two-seater sofa. But it is nice to have and it is nice to sit there and twang away with my ukuleles or my guitar. Yes, my guitar. I said... Ages and ages ago, how ages ago, last September, that I'd bought myself a guitar, my first proper full-size guitar, 
And yeah, I bought myself a Squire Bullet Stratocaster, just the standard one in white. It's really comfortable to play. It's a nice guitar. It's got a few problems. <laughs> it's not perfect. And I don't think I'd buy a Squire Bullet again, not without taking off the back cover where the floating bridge system goes and checking it, because mine has been installed wonkily. <laughs> but yeah, that's now here, and I twang away on that sometimes. I plug it into my Roland Street that I have in the studio. That's my main amp. Yesterday, I did take my guitar up to my bedroom, and I took my tiny, tiny little miniature orange crush amp into the bedroom where I thought I could practice, but I didn't feel good up there. It started to feel like the bedroom was getting a bit crammed up, which is ridiculous because, again, I've got a large bedroom, but I just wanted to go up there and relax and not do anything. So that's come back downstairs, and that's in the corner on a little guitar stand. Not in the corner, but against a wall. It's in the corner of a bit of wall that also has a little double shelf with my keyboard on top of it, which is an old Yamaha music station, which I got for about £15, but apparently they're worth about £5, so I overpaid. On the other hand, I got two wonderful filing cabinets that are next to that keyboard from the same charity shop for a ridiculous price. Why do I want my own filing cabinets? I don't know. You know, I used to work in offices for years and years that had these same filing cabinets. And when I saw them in the charity shop, it just awoke this really strong nostalgia. It's the kind of nostalgia you have for retro computers, or at least I do, and some people out there do, and it's that same kind of nostalgia. I've been joking for a while that what I'd like to do is completely recreate an 80s office. <laughs> Filing cabinets beige computer, telephone, water cooler, and not just the office, but myself. I'll dig out a tweed jacket and put some shoulder patches on it, and maybe get myself a pipe. I don't smoke, so I'll just have the pipe as a prop. Yeah, and then pretend that I'm running some 80s gaming firm. <laughs> but yeah, I do miss my beige computers. My first PC was a beige little Amstrad small footprint 386SX 25MHz that eventually caught fire. I've talked about that before on the show. And what else? My second PC was a big beige box from Tiny Computers. It was a really good machine. It was a 100MHz Pentium. And... Part of the reason I bought it is it came with an ATI graphics card. The only problem was that ATI graphics card was notorious for having driver problems, and I could never get it to work properly. I remember contacting technical support at Tiny Computers, which I assume has long gone now, 
and being sent disc after disc, and that's 3.5-inch floppy disk sets from technical support at Tiny Computers until I threw my hands in the air and just gave up and thought I'd sort it out myself. I think eventually I found some third-party drivers. The computer itself was very nice. Actually, it was very ugly, but I liked it. It was very nice in that it was a nice big beige box. It was very easy to disassemble. There was plenty of room to work on it, and I really did upgrade the thing. I can't remember what I put into it, but I do remember upgrading the processor from the 100 megahertz Pentium to a Spectra 333 MHz. And then finally, I sold it, and I bitterly regret selling it to this day. That computer is the computer I regret selling the most, and I've sold a few. I also remember that that beige computer was plugged into just about everything in my small bedroom in a previous house, two houses ago. Yeah, it was plugged into the stereo. It was plugged into loads of stuff. There were cables all over that room. I remember my parents were extremely uneasy about how much cabling there was. And when they came to this home where I am currently, and they saw how much cabling was in this study that I'm now talking about, they were equally disturbed. (laughs) Oh yeah, I've forgotten about the studio tour. So, let's see, one side of the room, guitar... No, let's start from the sofa. So on one side of the room, you've got the sofa. Then you move on to the adjacent side. You've got the guitar, the keyboard on a double shelf. Then you've got the two grey filing cabinets. And I've also got a matching index card holder. Yes, an index card holder. I've got three wooden A4 document holders. And a one, two, three, four, five a five-layer in-and-out tray that came inside of the filing cabinets. And when Staples was still around, towards the end, I also bought some file hangers to put in there. I've used some of them. I haven't used all of them. And next to the filing cabinets, there's a stack of boxes containing musical accessories some of them from Toman, the German company. And right on top of those stack of boxes, there's a small sweet box that I got as a present a couple of years ago, stuffed with more music stuff, cables. Then there's an old rickety half-size book case with books and things, (laughs) just little odds and ends from previous moves, and then there's a lot of books as well. Then behind that small bookshelf, there's a big bookshelf, a full-size bookshelf. Roy in editing mode here, not bookshelves, but bookcases. Only the top half is accessible because the small bookshelf is right against it. And that final bookshelf 
has several bookshelves next to it, lining the entire other side of my study. The other side being the short side. And that's opposite the sofa on the other side of the short side of the study. So the long sides have those filing cabinets and whatever. Then you've got those bookshelves. And they're not really full. Some of the shelves have more than others. Mostly books. I've also got a whole set of hats. (laughs) No, not posh ladies hats I'm not some kind of strange collector of ladies hats but baseball hats and I've also got a safari hat and two bucket hats the baseball hats are from everywhere I've got one from Egypt one from Mauritius one American one that's actually from one of the UK sports shops that's a Cleveland Indians baseball hat that I bought Mainly to make people uncomfortable. There's an Indian wearing a Cleveland Indians baseball cap. And I've got a hat with an anchor on. Because I think I'm some kind of pirate captain. And a black baseball cap. I'm talking about caps too much. Right in front of me at the moment, I'm speaking into my mic. My mic is freestanding. It's not on the table. It's like one of those mics that a singer might sing into, although I'm speaking into the side of it. I'm doing that to minimise my lisp. And then there's a table festooned with cables, a mixer, some effects pedals, one guitar effects pedal, my Proco Rat clone. And by the way, my favourite setting on it is... (laughs) One second. I'm picking it up right now. Let's have a look. If you don't know what the Proco Rap was, it's a very iconic distortion pedal for guitar. I've got a mini and very clever Chinese copy, which uses one of the original chips. That is sought after by most users, although I haven't opened it up to check. It sounds good enough. Anyway, you have two settings. You have Vintage and Turbo, and mine's permanently turned to Turbo, and the settings are Level, Maximum. (laughs) The filter side, which is really a backwards tone knob, set to Maximum, and Distortion, Maximum, and that's it. He means, of course, Desk, not Table. But he keeps saying Table. How annoying. Let's do an ad before we go back. What's an adrenaline junkie bike career to do after a fatal wipeout? How about inheriting a weird box, partnering up with a lethal and sexy reporter, and going on the adventure of a lifetime? Join Geeky X Rocker and his enigmatic partnering crime as they are drawn into the mystery of the century deep in the dark heart of London. It is a secret that will change their lives forever, if it doesn't kill them first. The Horrors Box is a very dark, very funny, fast-paced, action-packed, suspense thriller brimming with pop culture nostalgia and unique characters. If you liked Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
The Goonies, National Treasure, and Preston and Child's Agent Pendergast series, you will love this high-octane and explosive page-turner as quirky and British as James Bond and Doctor Who by UK author Roy Martha. Oh, that's me. And this is my book. You can find The Horus Box on Amazon as a Kindle ebook now. And moving on to the rest of my table, it's got my ducky mechanical keyboard with the cherry brown keys. Those are the clicky keys, but more silent than the cherry blues. And on my table, I've got two hubs. One's a USB 2 hub, the other one's a USB 3 hub. And they're powered. Then I've got my Mac Mini. But don't let that fool you, because I'm still running Windows 7. Then I've got a Brother laser printer. Big square thing. Then in front of the laser printer, I've got the bumper book of Peanuts by Schultz. Because I like Peanuts. And Calvin and Hobbes. Then in front of that, I've got uh, Lucy. 3.5 inch floppy drive with a USB cable dangling off the edge of the table. Then I've got an Epson Perfection V500 photo scanner, which is horribly, horribly slow, but does really good scans, which is what I want as someone who indulges in photography every now and then. And then you have the outer wall of the study, which leads onto the garden. Behind me is a set of windows, with the curtains drawn at the moment. And then in the other corner of the room, there's another bookcase, which is fully stuffed with books and cameras and board games and some Sega Mega Drive games and my original Game Boy and just loads of books and some tarot cards as well. And no, I don't believe in that. I am a skeptic, but tarot cards are so cool. And I've got another mic in the corner with a boom arm, which is pointed vaguely towards the sofa, because the idea is when I sort everything out, I'll have two mics, one for my banjolini and one for vocals pointed at the sofa. I can sit there and sing and play my banjolini. Oh, and by the way, that Roland Street, that's the way I'll use it. I have a mic plugged into the mic channel, and I'm going to buy myself a mic impedance transformer so I can use the other channel also for a mic. There are model amps on the Roland Street that I sometimes use plugged into the guitar, and my favourite is the Vox AC30 model. And what else? Underneath my desk, there's my feet. <laughs> I've also got a rickety IKEA foot rest, which I don't recommend you buy. They're too rickety, but I have it here. I actually find it more use for propping my foot up when I'm playing an instrument. And that was a really long tour. Okay, I need a little sip of my Diet Sprite. I think it's about time I should really wrap this up. Otherwise, it will mean a lot of editing, and I'm not sure how much people want to hear me waffle for hours and hours about nothing much. 
I would like to ask you all how you're coping. If you don't mind telling me, let me know. I'll have contact details at the end of this episode. Personally, I'm finding it stressful. I'll make no bones about it. I like that cliche, by the way, make no bones, because it sounds very piratey. Yeah, I don't feel so great about this at the moment, which is why I have started watching the news less, because it's just so depressing. I do fleetingly check in with what's going on. I mean, how can you avoid it? It's on every single channel, unsurprisingly. It's a global catastrophe. But generally, I'm not following the daily ministerial briefing anymore. It's just too much. And yeah, just my general consumption of news is down. Hopefully, by not watching the news as much, it might help my mood. Now that I've finished talking about that, I was going to have a little sweet chat. That doesn't mean I'll be sweet and chat to you, although I hope I'm not completely obnoxious. What I meant was I wanted to talk about a sweet from the sweet drawer, which is something I used to do. But honestly, I brought myself a mini Kit Kat to enjoy post-show with the rest of my Sprite. And now looking at the Kit Kat, I'm not really in the mood. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have some more cold diet drink of some kind, and then I'll nibble on that fun-sized chunky Kit Kat, and then wind down and go to bed. I'll edit this a bit later today, and it will be out in good time for you to download it and hear it on Friday. If you do happen to read my show notes, there is some extra bits that I didn't mention in the show, because it's too silly. It was just the little stupid dialogue that I did between the fictional presenter of this show, the captain, and myself. But what it comes down to in the end is just try and chill, try and relax. Because you're just stronger when you're relaxed. You're a Jedi. Everyone, be Jedis. And with that, that is the show. The show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Ryan Martha. A writer, Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the acronym of which is Crash with Three R's, the UK podcast for the Culture Geek, Technology Nerd and Creative Wizard. This was episode number 309, recorded on Friday the 3rd of April 2020, and the time at the end of the show is 005612. Before I do my parting bye-bye bit... I should also like to mention a very belated happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. Yeah, we breezed past that. A happy April the 1st. We also breezed past that as well. And just be happy in general. Thanks for listening and bye-bye for now. Bye.